As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Spin Rate, presented by Tops. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. My name is Drew Fairservice. This is Spin Rate, which is the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. I am joined every weekend as we take a look at what has happened and what is happening by my co-host. She covers the Toronto Blue Jays every day for the Athletic, Caitlin McGrath. Caitlin, how are you? I'm great. You say I cover it every day. Funny story. I decided I'm going to take Saturday night off. I knew I wasn't going to write anything, so I was going to take Saturday night off. I was actually going to not watch the game. I was going to check in, but maybe watch some Netflix. Really relax. I needed this night off. Anyway, looked at my phone like a a minute into the game. Maybe not quite a minute, but pretty early into the game. Saw a lot of tweets about George Springer which we'll talk about in a minute and decided, okay, I got to flip on the game. And then, and then everything was fine. And I watched the whole game. So how's that for a night off? A night (laughs) off. You just can't get away. That's the problem. That's where they get you here. When you cover, (laughs) you're in in the business of fun and games. Yeah. You're right for, you're the whole, they made a whole website out of the toy section, but so you can't you can't turn away. What would you be watching? You still watching that F one drive to what's it called? Drive to survive or drive to succeed or drive to survive? I believe. Yeah, I'm still watching that and making my way through that. It's funny mm. because I tweeted about this this weekend because there was a, a Grand Prix this weekend in Portugal, and so I'm like si- simultaneously like only in like t- mid 2019 in the reality show, but I'm living in the reality of <laughs> I'm watching it mm. live now. So it's kind of like I, I'm watching the show and I sort of know the future of some of these drivers and they're obviously going to move teams. And, but I I'm enjoying both. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was watching that Tottenham um, thing I can't remember the name. It was on Amazon Prime, where they did like the behind the scenes with Tottenham Hotspur. They've done it with uh, Manchester City and the Brazilian national team as well, uh, the Brazilian men's national team. And uh, it was interesting because I was watching it. And it was during COVID, but you're watching it before, so you know it's coming, mm. right? You know that this is coming, and that that what that what a, a wild turn that's going to take. 
the Blue Jays season. I was going to say that I, I started watching Mosquito Coast on the weekend. It's like an Apple TV Plus thing. Justin mm-hmm. Thoreau. Justin mm-hmm. Thoreau from from The Leftovers and many other things. Uh, I, I didn't know anything about this, the source material, um, but it was pretty good so far. Uh, two episodes in, it's pretty good. Apple TV stuff always looks really great. Like They obviously spend, they don't spare any expense. And his uncle wrote the book. Oh, so, I don't that? have I don't have Apple TV. It's one of the few streaming services I don't have, and I try to limit myself. So I, I got it. I, I got a new phone, so it comes. You get a year right. free if you buy a new device. So I got a new phone last summer, fall. So I've got it for that. I don't know I that I would like, re-up, but I feel like that's how I somehow got. In, rope, not roped into, but that's somehow, somehow how I got Amazon Prime. It was like some sort of deal where um, I know Amazon Prime, you get mm. the streaming service with the quick delivery service, but I feel like mm. there was also a promotion where I was getting the quick delivery service um, relatively cheaper for whatever it costs, and then I got the streaming service, and then I started watching some shows on that, and then I couldn't give it up, and now I still have it, even though I don't watch it that much anymore. Patriot, the only show ever to, to worth watch. The first season of Patriot is on Amazon Prime. It is the most, like the most ideal middle-aged man show in the world. It's so good and absurd and ridiculous. And trying to explain it to anybody else who is like, there's a really small like circle, like the target audience or that audience is really small. But <laughs> those those specific kinds of middle and it's men, right? It's a middle, like I won't even pretend it's a middle-aged show for a very specific kind of middle-aged men. Oh, it just, it, it, it rings so true. Speaking of ringing true, the Toronto Blue Jays lineup was looking like its true self this weekend with the mm. return of George Springer with the Saturday night ruination for Caitlin McGrath <laughs> as George Springer not only returned to lineup, but he hit not one, but two Springer dingers. One of which uh, landed in another area code, as I, under, <laughs> as I understand it, 470 feet to left field, very much in the school that's out back there, very much in play. Uh, a great reintroduction, a great revelation. Oh, yes, this is what George Springer means and can do for the Toronto Blue Jays offense. The Toronto Blue Jays, who, as we speak here on Sunday evening, swept the Atlanta Braves, winning three of three from the team helmed by Alex Anthopoulos. Uh, not without a little bit of drama, not without the usual bag of injuries and, and bullpen days that comes with being the Toronto Blue Jays. But there's no other place to start other than with George Springer. Looking pretty good at the top of the lineup, but of course there are some other, you know, it's not all as great as two, two <laughs> massive home runs uh, for any variety of reasons. I don't know. What, what do you think about Springer's uh, weekend against Atlanta? Let me start more at the beginning and just say that the whole Springer saga with the Blue Jays is been such a roller coaster so far. Um, there was the maybe not uh, close to the height of it, maybe when he was signed and there was so much excitement after that happened that late January night, he gets introduced, he, um, you know, comes to spring training and there's George Springer there in the flesh wearing Blue Jays colors and then 
the season approaches and he's injured. And at first it was just going to be a week. And then he re then another injury happens. So he's got the oblique and then there's the quad. And then instead of a week delay, it's more like three and a half weeks delay. And then we thought it was going to happen in Tampa and then it was not happening in Tampa. And then we thought it was going to happen the first game against Washington. And then it did not happen against in the first game against Washington. And in the second game against Washington, he finally debuted. And let me just say that he debuted 0 for 4. It was a very anticlimactic debut for him. It took a long time to get here. And I feel like at that point, people were just like, oh, okay, yeah, George Springer, he's here. Fine. He went over four. What's he's done for me lately kind of thing. And then, <laughs> and then we get to the weekend. And I think he hit his first single on Friday. And then, of course, Saturday was like the coming out party for George Springer. But of course, with George Springer, it is never Simple, because previous to that, two home runs, he had the grounder where he was running to first base, and he kind of pulled up at first base, and he looked like he grabbed the quad, and it was like, oh my gosh, is like Springer out already? There was like, you know, panic, and there's such a wild amount of emotion, because then later in the game, he he continues hitting, right? He didn't get pinch hit for okay, he's then I think at the next at bat he hit a home run. Mm-hmm. And then and then his um fourth at bat he hit the he hit the monster home run. What a what a wild day of emotions for, for George Springer, for Blue Jays fans, for me on my Saturday night off. <laughs> the drive to survive, indeed. George Springer <laughs> fighting through. Uh and then of course Sunday he left the game. Uh, you know, they say it's fine. They say he's probably not hurt, whatever, but he only did take three plate appearances. Joe Panic stepped in as the DH, which is a hilarious sentence to say out loud. Um, but like, this is the problem with George Springer is that this is George Springer, right? He's a great player. The Blue Jays absolutely did the right thing. If he was willing to take their money, give it to him. How many times, Caitlin McGrath, I'll ask you, I assume you may or may not have checked or read, noticed this recently, how many times in his career has George Springer played 150 Major League Baseball games in a given season? Either once once or twice. Once. Once, yeah. He's done it I, once. Yeah. yeah. And you, to your point, you know, he looked great swinging Saturday night. Um, he didn't look great doing anything else. He, I, I made a joke about him looking like Kirk Gibson dragging his carcass around the bases, like looking ragged, looking real ragged. So misses the better part of a month, well, the entire, almost the entire month, comes back, kind of slips out of the box, looking a little rough, dragging ass around the bases. It, there, there are some folks who are like, why are they letting him do this? And he obviously isn't good to go. And it's just... Uh, it's you know it's nice if he can DH and and he obviously he's still going to be a difference maker at the plate but I I think that we all need to remember like you said this wild ride of emotions that a lot of this is the George Springer experience like it or lump it yeah and I think part of it I guess the big question is if he's playing he knows his body the best and 
I think the Blue Jays have done their due diligence here in terms of making sure he is all right to play. And so the big question mark is if he's playing, can he make it worse, right? Like that is the one thing that you want to avoid. And I know there's some injuries where guys will play through them because there's not um, any concern that they're going to make it worse. Like um, I I can't think of an example here, but I know there's been some in the past where it's like you can play through it because you're not going to make it any worse. Um a quad strain seems like something that you could make worse or you could re-aggravate. Um, I don't want to play like reporter doctor or Twitter doctor. <laughs> I, you know, I saw him um, playing this weekend and I agree with you. Like there was some times where he, especially that play uh, running the ground ball at first base and it, it did look like he was uncomfortable, um, but he's playing and I guess the one thing that I come back to is like if they were going to let him miss almost the first month um, and it was really just a matter of a few more days, then yeah, on the one hand, why not give him a few more days? But on the other hand, like he must be ready here because it they sh- have shown a willingness to let him miss a bunch of time. And he's shown a willingness to sit on the sidelines. He sat out a, a month. We didn't see him rush back when the 10 days were up or whatnot. So it, it, he, everything he said that I've heard him say, he said the right thing. Like, I don't want to do anything stupid. I want to be careful. I, I, he's, he's been saying all the right stuff. So I guess it's just kind of a confusing situation to read because as you say, this might just be who he is. Maybe he's just a person that is very cautious, does like to take things slow. One thing I want to say, too, is that there, it's, I think it's easy to criticize a team when guys are hurt, when answers aren't definitive, when it feels like they're being evasive, um, you know, like the Mets, right? The Mets have a really bad reputation for that. Um, you know, we've seen it in the last couple of weeks where Hyunjin Ryu, we were told it was fine, then he goes on the injured list. We're told George Springer is fine. He obviously looks a little bit rough and then comes out of the game the following Sunday. And then I guess post-game they said, he's fine. But I think the important thing to remember is that a lot of these things are like wait and see. right? I, I, I think that the, 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 the desire for the team to have all the answers and be able to say definitively, he is, this is what he has suffered, this is what, when he will be back, this is how long he'll be gone for, whatever, whatever. I don't think that's necessarily uh, a fair or realistic especially when it comes to soft tissue injuries. But, you know, again, to your point, I agree that they've, you know, they they seem to have a good partnership and at least have respect. Because if George Springer didn't want to play, he wouldn't, you know, if he didn't feel like he was ready, he wasn't ready, he wouldn't be back playing. But he did come back. He did look great. I hope for his sake and for Blue Jays fans' sake and for our sake covering the team, because it makes them a lot interesting when they've got more players that are good rather than bad, um, I hope that he is able to stay because, I mean, something we've talked about a little bit. I talked uh, last week with Mike uh, Mike Petriello on the on the show about how he's just such a, an added dimension. You know, again, he's still kind of getting his feet wet. He's played four games, um, but uh, he he is a different kind of hitter than what a lot of the guys they've got in the lineup, and it's welcome. You know, he's he I guess he drew a one walk so far, um, which is one more than. You know, half the lineup, probably a little more than Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has drawn so far in April. But uh, it's, it. I mean, the fact that Blue Jays seemed to score a lot of runs this weekend wasn't because of George Springer, but it sure didn't hurt. Sure didn't hurt to have him, A, hitting two home runs, and B, uh, a real a real true presence at the top of the lineup. Yeah. Um, 
he is almost just like a difference maker in the sense of, I'm going to use one of the words we love here, like the vibe of the lineup, you know, it just like it gave the lineup um, almost like more swag. And again, a word I hardly ever use, but it just, <laughs> it's like, it's I can just, use the word cringe. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. I, people always just say that word and I, now I'm like losing, what's another synonym for swag? I can't think mm. of it. But anyway, just, you know what the feeling is like when you have Springer at the top of your lineup and you have Teoscar Hernandez hitting well and he's hitting cleanup and then you've got Bo Bichette hitting everything like he does and Vlad doing the same thing. That is a really good top of the lineup. And you understand how that maybe um, takes a load off some guys lower in the lineup. Lourdes Gurriel's come on lately. Um, and Gritchett has he's been pretty good all month, um, but he's continuing it. and mm-hmm. um, Or I should say last month, and he's continuing it into this month. And it was actually Randall Gritchett who said after Saturday's game, I heard that um, – it's less pressure when you have a guy, guys like Teoscar Hernandez and George Springer in the lineup because you know that it doesn't have to fall on one or two guys. Like there's four guys at the top of the lineup that can carry the offense, and then you've got uh, a Gritcha, or yeah, Gritcha that can step up, and Lourdes that could step up, and all these other guys mm. that could step up. So it it makes their lineup a lot more dangerous. Obviously, I, I, I'm a I'm a little bit of a chicken and the egg mindset when it comes to that. That having a very good hitter hitting first is never a bad idea. Having a really good hitter who gets on base, who's followed by a really good hitter who's really aggressive and can really do a lot of damage, followed by like one of the five best hitters in the game at the moment, followed by whoever, that doesn't hurt. But the I I would say that to a to a, I, I'm I'm reluctant to attribute too much of that to Griffith uh, to uh, George Springer's swag or confidence or any other adjective that we might want to use. I think it's more of the fact that like Lourdes Gurriel isn't a complete zero at the plate right now. That, you know, when Alejandro Kirk was in there and swinging the bat and hitting the ball hard and, and really like coming into his own. And then even Danny Jansen was able to continue, uh, contribute, broke his long, uh, over streak here on Sunday with a couple knocks, uh, you know, including a big, um, run scoring, uh, single, uh, those things help the team score a lot more runs as opposed to just sitting around waiting for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to hit home run, right? Same with Marcus Simeon, right? Like it, it, it's, it's both in my mind that you, 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 I think it would be foolish of me to like downplay the fact that Springer comes back and everybody might get a bit of a, you know, A, you lengthen the lineup. B, there are fewer question marks. You're giving less, fewer at bats to panic. No at bats right now to Rowdy Telez, but also the overall quality of the at bats throughout the lineup. Just help. And if it's because of George Springer, great. Otherwise, you know, I think the fact that Lourdes Gurriel is a really streaky hitter, so he was always going to, this was coming. He's not done, right? He wasn't, he's not, wasn't going to make outs forever. Uh, so I just think that, that it is that bit of chicken in the egg, six of one, half dozen, whatever. I'm running out of aphorisms or whatever to use uh, idioms here. But, um, it, when, when the lineup is at its full power, if nothing else, when they've got everybody that they're supposed to have, when the lineup looks like the one that you would draw up, you know, a pencil in in the winter when you were rosterbating the night away, you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Springer, it's going to be Bo, it's going to be Flat, it's going to be Teoscar. You know, again, Teoscar Hernandez before he got COVID was swinging at absolutely everything, and that didn't help, right? You know, he he was no help to anyone at that point. And then he comes back, you know, found himself again a little bit. So, no, nothing bad to say about Springer coming in the lineup. Everybody else getting right er. Even Danny Jansen, who was on over over 35, uh, certainly helps as well. But 
we should change gears a little bit because we so we don't know what's going to happen with George Springer. We the Blue Jays have said apparently that he's okay. Correct. Uh, even even though we came out of the game early on Sunday, we'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We saw another whirlwind of transactions and roster maneuvers as more and more people get hurt. Alejandro Kirk, we mentioned him, uh, just I mentioned him just a minute ago, looking great at the plate, hit a ball down the line, sort of gave it a bit of a run, having a look, a little bit of left flexor discomfort. He eventually got reached in that plate appearance. I think he may have walked. And then at one point there was a timeout and they got him running up and down and it's delightful because he's like a wee little meatball hopping around and they're giving him little stretches and stuff and then he eventually comes out of the game. And then Anthony Castro, the delightful, you know, kind of, uh, how did they, what, I don't, was he a waiver wire claim? Is that Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Anthony Castro, a bit of free money, shows up, pitching great, looking awesome, used in a variety of roles in a variety of leverage situations. He's on the DL with, a, with forearm thing. Uh, Tommy Malone, who kind of took some lumps and 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 uh, did some Tommy Malone esque things over the weekend, uh, but you know, of course the Blue Jays still managed to win. He goes down; he's got a bit of a sore arm. Uh, just a, again, Anthony K comes back in. They had to put, call up Riley Adams. Just like one thing after another, there are a lot of Blue Jays who are on the injured list right now. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there are eight. Blue Jays, I believe, on the injured list right now. You want to feel better, Blue Jays fans? You know how many injured players the Brewers have on their IL? 17. (laughs) Wow. Do they have a COVID thing? Are there COVID guys on there? I don't think so. I think there might be one or two maybe mystery ILs, but I think... Oh yeah, Corbin Burns was a mystery IL. Yeah. Corbin Burns went to the went to the injured list with no reason. Yeah, um, I don't. I think that I don't think uh, Christian Yelich has even played this year. I don't think Crazy. so. Yeah. I, I think some of the those guys are nearing. Like I think Yelich is sort of mm-hmm. close to a return. I've seen some tweets um, about that, but yeah, seventeen, and they've got mm, one of the best records in baseball. I know they, they got the best record in the National League. Yeah, yeah, they got killed by the Dodgers today. But who they, among us? <laughs> they uh they're playing really well so i don't even know how mm. they're playing that well but yeah so but you know no but like the fact is the blue jays have still had a lot of injuries themselves they've had a lot of pitcher injuries i think actually all their injuries right now are to the pitching staff except for kirk except for kirk yes mm-hmm. um and uh well, it's kind of a wait and see. Like it, it seems like you kind of alluded to this. Um, is that 
every time the Blue Jays get someone back, it seems like then they lose someone. So we saw Springer and Teoscar Hernandez come back. Like we talked about, Ross Stripling came off the IL um, today, um, Sunday, and made the start. And he looked great. Shout out to Ross Stripling. Yeah. I interrupted you. It's okay. Um, And then, but yeah, like then they lost uh, two relievers and um, Kirk and... I, we don't know the severity of those injuries quite yet, um, so no point speculating. There was some – Charlie sort of said that he saw Kirk walking around, um, and that was maybe a good sign, but obviously the injury was, like, severe enough that he had to go on the IL mm-hmm. for, for 10 days. So kind of up in the air about about what his timeline will be, what any other timelines will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one – the one thing to to watch this week, I guess, is the Blue Jays may finally have to have a five-man rotation. They've, for the past two weeks, they've had either a three-man rotation <laughs> or a two-man rotation mm-hmm, when they lost mm-hmm. Hanjin Ryu. And they've had these off days, really well-scheduled off days to the point where they could really actually get away with having two starters and using all these bullpen days, and well, yes, of course, it's a, a taxing to the bullpen. It's it, they can manage it because they've got these off days, and they they throw Stephen Matz, and he throws six, seven innings. Or well, last start he didn't, but then Robbie Ray's been really sharp too. So they've been able to get away with it this week. Not so much. They have seven games in a row. Well, ten mm-hmm. games in a row, including this Atlanta series. So they're gonna have five guys this week, hopefully, with Hunjin Rio coming back on. Uh, that would Thursday. Be Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Uh, it's it is a little dicey, um, but they are sort of figuring it out in a way. Like they've they've done well to to a get uh, Ross Stripling. Obviously, was was his return was ideally timed um, for the most part. The back of the bullpen, other than Julian Merriweather, is uh, is doing okay. Um, you know, Baraki's been working a little bit more. You know, after having a bit of a slow. Slow schedule, but the the bullpen just keeps pitching so effectively that it's it's for the most part that it's hard to uh, it's hard to begrudge you know any of them like it's 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 really helped them out because any a few more bullpen blow ups and this could be a very different situation. But the minor league season is getting underway. Of course, also you know other stuff we haven't even mentioned. T.J. Zoic came back from the DL and was optioned to the minor leagues. Tanner Rourke mm-hmm. was designated for assignment. Yeah. Uh, Nate Pearson was activated off the injured list and then sent to the minor leagues. So the minor league season hasn't quite started yet, but hopefully, if you're a Blue Jays fan and you're listening to this, and you are, uh, you have the you have to think that Pearson they'll get, hopefully give Pearson a couple of tune up starts and then he'll be able to come back if need be. You know, if 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 unless Manoa somehow looks lost at at Triple A, which I don't think is going to happen, there's an option for you. Um, there's uh, Anthony K who has come who has come up, and uh, and I thought looked pretty good the last time that he was able to get out there and pitch. They seemed, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, he doesn't he hasn't given been given the same he hasn't been given the same number of opportunities I would have assumed him to have received. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm more results uh, driven than than I should be um, because when he pitched, that was there was a game in particular where the defense really let him down. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. He didn't leave a lot of you know didn't make a lot of mistakes. Didn't get hit hard. Just had some really rough defense in behind him. So 
the roster is an ever evolving, ever changing, ever moving piece, but, but there are, um, support. There is support, I think, on the way. Again, hopefully, if you're, uh, hopefully, Henjin Ryu is just, just that minimum 10 days after his, uh, glute strain or whatever the hell happened to him. Um, and again, it would be great. Again, the, uh, I think that Nate Pearson is the, is the big one. I don't know if he's been pitching or if they are, if he's at the alt site or minor leagues, whatever. Hopefully he's just throwing and getting some innings and, and will be able to make an impact sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think you said it. I think the plan for him, I mean, it was kind of curious the other day we asked about Pearson and Charlie said something along the lines of, well, he's competing for a spot in the rotation. Like he's competing with like Zoic and Kay to come up and he's, um, because I think we were under the assumption that he was maybe going to AAA and that was just the continuation of his rehab. Like the next start would just be sort of a rehab start. But I think actually the Blue Jays are more viewing it as getting some innings under his belt, working out whatever sort of minor, um, you know, adjustments or, or kinks that exist in his game that he has to work out a little bit from just not pitching very much and not really pitching in... Yes, he's played simulation games, and I think some of those simulation games have been against other teams, but it's not actual, real, meaningful games. So I think the Blue Jays would probably like to see him make, yeah, I don't know how many starts, if it's one or two or multiple, um, with the Bisons, and then I then he'll be called up and make an impact. I, I, I'm sure the Blue Jays want to guard against... Um, if he is struggling a little bit with his command, like we saw him struggle with his command last year, just let him work him work it out um, initially in AAA and, and call him up when he's the most ready. Because last year was like a different circumstance. There was no minor leagues. They didn't have the option. Mm-hmm. And they obviously wanted Pearson to be pitching competitively because he has the arm to do that. And he was, old, uh, he was at a point in his development where he really needed that. So, they had no choice. He had to be a major league pitcher. This year, they have a little bit of wiggle room to at least give him a little bit of time to pitch in less high-pressure scenario in AAA, work out anything that needs to be worked out. And then presumably when he's ready, he'll be called up to the Blue Jays and be able to make that immediate impact because um, he's worked. He's not struggling, right? He, he's At that point, they'd call him up. He's sharp, presumably. Presumably. Uh, but it'll be there's there it'll be a boost to have a, a really obviously all the things that he's capable of doing um, would be are so key and would be such a uh, an added bonus to the Blue Jays very lefty obviously lefty heavy mm. successfully lefty heavy and I mean um, that said Robbie Ray was looking I think Robbie Ray touched ninety eight in his start yeah uh, was that was that. Wednesday he started Thursday I can't even keep these days track straight anymore but whenever Robbie Ray pitched he Friday. pitched the, that was Friday he struck out a million a million and uh and looked good and uh other so one thing I did want to talk about it's on our list for today I, I don't know if you have much to say about it we've kind of talked about some of the minor league affiliates you know the minor league teams oh. they left Dunedin they're headed out um the Blue Jays AAA team is, of course, still in Buffalo, where Alec Manoa and Riley Adams, were he not on the Blue Jays right now, would be stationed. Uh, I'm just reading off of a tweet from Shai Davidi. Um, Double A, we've got, you'll see Austin Martin, Jordan Groshans are going to be there. Notably, they're both going to spend some time at shortstop. Um, I know that I saw somebody else uh, share that on Twitter. Simeon Woods-Richardson, all the way up to Double A. Uh, Gabrielle Moreno, the catcher, um, will be at Double A as well. 
Vancouver is high A now. RIP, mm-hmm. the Lancet Lugnuts, never forget. But Adam Kloffenstein and CJ Van Eyck are going to be out there. Low A Dunedin will have uh, the very interesting shortstop infielder Aurelvis Martinez, uh, Miguel Geraldo, Leo Jimenez, uh, and a guy named Zach Britton, who's not the real Zach Britton, but maybe one day he'll be the new real Zach Britton. Uh, any, I don't think there's any real surprises. I'm excited to see to see that uh, Simeon Woods Richardson has moved up to Double A. That's a it feels like a pretty good um, good challenge, and maybe you know fast track to the big leagues. Maybe I'm getting a little out of, out of pocket here, but I don't know. I I know I know Stoughton wrote about it today, but Alec Manoa, Stoughton's a real big uh, Alec Manoa backer, and he had some quotes from Keith Law of the Athletic on his podcast about about a guy like Manoa who was drafted almost two years ago. Uh, I'm taking this is from Law um, on his podcast saying that like that's for a college pitcher like him, that's probably the amount of time you know unless something went to went to ship that they he would be in the big leagues anyway. Um, there's a lot of reason to be excited about Alec Manoa, and if the Blue Jays have a need, it would be great to see him maybe come up and fill it. Question mark. Potentially, didn't we? We've talked about this, and we talked about the idea of whether you would bring him up in a starting role, whether you would reward him no matter what, and bring him up in a relief role, especially if the Blue Jays were at a point where they could really use a power arm in the back of their um, bullpen. Although they don't look like they need that quite right now because they're all rolling, but. You know, at, at a point later in the season, um, um, maybe that's an opportunity to call him up. Um, we'll have to wait and see. It's a pretty aggressive. Well, maybe it's not aggressive. I don't know. Like you're kind. I, I if we put him at AAA. It feels aggressive because the last time he was pitching in actual um, sort of competitive professional baseball mm. was Vancouver, right? When it was right. short season. When was exactly. So to, and that was 2019. Um, and then there was no minor leagues mm-hmm. last year. So he was just at the alternate site and then mm-hmm. immediately he goes up to triple a. So it feels like, wow, this guy really shot up the system, but I guess you would have to believe that he was an arm with the potential to have had a 2020 season in a normal alternate universe where there's no pandemic, where he really shot up the system potentially, yeah, got up to like either du- would have got up to double A last year, and then it would be the natural um, progression for him to start at triple A this year. Exactly. I mean, you think about I think about a guy like Marcus Stroman, for example. Again, a college mm-hmm. pitcher, really polished. Like, is what he's going to be for the most part. He pitched in Vancouver. Um, I'm not. I don't exactly remember Stroman's uh, trajectory, but I can't imagine. Excuse me, it was too much different than you know what you would have seen from Manoa, which would have been you know Vancouver in the draft year, and then. Dunedin, which was high A, and then to double A, you know, if you can jump, make that jump over the over the full season A ball. And then uh, because again, he's a he's a college pitcher who is pitching against the best. He's he's not just some some kid off the farm sort of thing who's like, this guy can throw that ball over them their hills, and then we're gonna see if we can teach him how to pitch. Like he's pitched in big <laughs> games against real hitters, against you know, as close to a professional league as, or a professional competition as you're gonna find. So to uh, to rush him, no, I don't think it's a rush. I think, especially if you watch him in spring training, they saw him at the alternate site. They know what he can do, right? They know he, he's got four pitches. They know how, that what his command is like right now. I think if anything, it's just kind of testing out the testing out the the nerve, seeing how he feels. But like again, this is it's a different time, right? I think like these guys have been professional athletes since they were 13 years old, effectively, you know, playing travel ball, being in and around, showing off, doing this showcase, that showcase, like. These guys have a pretty slow pulse, I think, by the time they get, even just to get to this part, I'd be surprised if somebody was like, oh my God, you know, 
there's the what they call the third deck syndrome. Like you, you're one day you're gonna wake up and then you're gonna that day you're gonna be pitching at Yankee fucking stadium and that's gonna that's not there's no there's nothing to prepare you for that. But all all other aspects of it, I think that um, that it's exciting and, and and hopefully again I, I'm call me crazy again they're, they're trying to win and if when they're considering how many innings they've given to the Tommy Malones and how many times they've run you know poor Trent Thornton out there and. And in, in situations and, and just, you know, God, TJ Zoic, like they don't have such starting pitching that they can afford to like be choosy with guys like Manoa and Pearson. You know, maybe they maybe they make the decision for them, right? Maybe Nate Pearson uh, is destined for the bullpen. But again, you're going to give him every opportunity to prove that he can start. And same with Manoa. I think it would be uh, a little bit foolhardy to to try to ease them into the big leagues in the bullpen. Just Go get it. Just go and get it. Um, what else is what's next? What else do we have here, Caitlin? Oh my gosh, I've lost my my uh, my run sheet. There's one more thing we were should gonna we, talk about. Well, should we before we talk about that, should we look ahead to this week in Oakland? Yes, Oakland. The Blue Jays are headed out west of all places. I saw that uh, Jonathan Davis is going to accompany the ball club mm-hmm. as on the taxi squad and AJ Cole as well. Does that sound right? Yeah, remember AJ Cole? I do remember AJ Cole. How could I forget? <laughs> I think his his date of having to be, I don't know, added to the roster. His opt out date is coming up. I think it's mid May. Mm. Uh, one thing I should do before we do this is uh, do all the housekeeping ish things because we haven't done that yet. Hmm. Which is to say that I want you to go to theathletic.com slash spin rate and subscribe to the athletics. So you can read Caitlin's story tomorrow about subject question mark. But by the time you read this, you hear this, it'll be live. And you wrote about George Springer, didn't you? Uh, he is one of the many things I touched on. One of the many things called Read Caitlin's Story. You want to read and listen to Keith Law, you can do that. You want to listen to or read uh, read Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark, everybody, you go to theathletic.com slash spinwrite and you subscribe and you get a sweet deal. And then they know that you're listening to us, which makes keeps us in podcast dollars. Uh, and if you want to keep us in podcast, always you want to subscribe to Spin Rate, which would be great. You could do it at the podcast server of your choice, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Stitcher, whatever it may be. Go hook us up with the subscribe, hit us with the like, hit us with a comment if you feel the need, if you feel compelled to give us that five star and the review. Be like, this show's good. I like the Blue Jays too. Hooray. So you can do that. Another thing I want you to do. If you're listening to this, if you live in a hotspot, postal code in Canada, in Toronto, maybe you live in Mississauga, maybe you live in Brampton, any of those places. By the time you hear this, you can book, if you live in a hotspot postal code, you can book uh, a COVID-19 vaccine anywhere. So go do it if you're eligible. Don't take it, don't be filling up the spots if you're not eligible. But if you are, if you're post, go on any government website you can find. Look it up. Make sure that your postal code is eligible. If you're 18 and over, you can get the you can get the vaccine this week. There are tons of appointments, so go and do me a favor when you go there. Don't ask what kind, what flavor or brand or uh, or make it is. They're all approved by Health Canada. Just get the one they give you because there's a lot of talk about vaccine waste. And I heard today there were people that were turning down the Moderna vaccine because they are like, well, I want Pfizer. Don't fucking do that. Just get the one they give you. 
if if you're worried about uh, if if you if you have concerns about it about whether or not maybe AstraZeneca is not the right one for you because of some of the concerns about about blood clots, talk to your doctor. You're not the doctor. Ask them. Let them know. But go get it if you can if you're eligible. And if you're not eligible, if you don't live in a hotspot uh, soon, just be patient. It'll come. Uh, but if when you get the opportunity, I hope you do. Go and get vaccinated. And then when you get the chance, get your second dose. I thought, I read a thing about how people aren't getting their second dose. Two. Get two. Please. I'm asking you. For you. For me. All I want to do is go to a ball game. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to play, sit down at a poker table. Maybe I want to go play basketball in the basketball league. Let's do it. Together. And alone. They're going to Oakland. What are, are they, they're not going to, to Anaheim after that, are they? Oh, my God. No, they're going to Houston. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. No wonder George Stringer wants to stay in the lineup. He wants to go to Houston. And hitting that joke stadium that inflated had not inflated his numbers for seven years. Ah, <laughs> who, who wouldn't want that? Uh, that's a tough trip. Those are two good ball clubs. Houston, of course, uh, Oakland, of course, started out the season uh, a little rough, but then has uh, subsequently went on like a bananas um, winning streak. Lost a series of the Orioles, which is um, a damning indictment if ever I saw one, but... Uh, obviously, uh, like a really good team, a, raw, a ton of talent. Future Blue Jay Matt Chapman, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the thing. Matt Olson, the first baseman, and I quite enjoy his work. Uh, Razor Ramon Laureano, easy to like the A's, a lot of fun there. Yeah, but it's going to be a real test for me with these nine. What is it? Nine p.m. starts or ten p.m. starts usually, aren't they? Might be nine forty here. Gosh. There, I, I wonder. I haven't. Yeah, I know nine nine forty. I haven't looked closely. I know they've got they've had fans and games in Anaheim, so I assume that they're going to have fans and uh, fans at the games in Oakland as well. Then I think there's been fans in Oakland, a small amount. Yeah, I'm trying to. I guess there isn't anywhere there haven't been fans. Do you know why there are so many fans in, in the state in the stands in a lot of those places? Because a lot of people have been vaccinated. So if you get the chance, go. Uh, and Houston, of course, is like no joke, no matter what, even though they've not quite the, the juggernaut they were. They've lost, of course, George Springer. He plays for the Blue Jays now. But uh, <laughs> definitely still a, a formidable challenge. They keep just growing pitchers out of spores, guys that just show up and throw 95 and have a crazy slider and, and then Lance McCullers. But anyway, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about? I know there's one more thing we need to talk about before we before we go on to this. Um. No, the only, yeah, I think we touched on it because the only thoughts I had on the Oakland series was about the rotation and how they're going to have four lefties in a row. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they don't have any other option. They don't have any right-handed starters. Nate Pearson, please throw strikes and come (laughs) and save the day and bring your enormous friend with you. And then that's a pretty, if, 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 there's a lot of ifs, but like if you've got, you know, Pearson throwing 100 and then Manoa throwing 95 with four pitches. And then you've got Robbie Ray throwing 95, 96. And then you got Steven Matz and Hyunjin Ryu. That's pretty good. If, 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 mm-hmm. if. Uh, I want to send a special shout out to Steven Matz. Because a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Eno Saris of The Athletic. And he was a little bit like, yeah, you know, he's still the same guy. Um, he, and then he had a bit of a rough start. But not, I want to send a shout-out to Stephen Matz because he's pitched well. But the number one reason I want to send a shout-out to Stephen Matz is if you watch the Blue Jays games like I do, you see that 50-50 draw commercial that they run all the time, right? Yeah. And, and bigger than Lake Ontario, which is, which is a great <laughs> line. Jonathan Davis is out, just out there just selling it, selling the lines hard. 
The opposite of selling the lines is what Stephen Matt's doing, which is barely able to mask his contempt for being asked to do it. And I love it. He, I don't even remember what his line is. Like, I don't know if, if they maybe got him to say how big or bigger than the big nickel. I don't know. Whatever it is that he said, <laughs> he is so uncomfortable. He, he, both he and Nate Pearson have the leg shake going on camera. If you watch closely, you can see them shaking their leg because they're just like, this sucks. <laughs> but at least Nate Pearson has like plastered a fake sp- smile on his face. Steven Matz is so supremely <laughs> irritated to be doing it. And I love it. I love it because he's not even like, no, this is, this is, this is where I am. This is where I'm coming from right now. Your your spirit, your spirit animal picture. I just enjoy, you know, a little bit of truth. You know, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy Jonathan Davis (laughs) going hard, selling it, loving every second. This is what big leaguers do. Big leaguers got to do this kind of goofy shit for the, for the owner. (laughs) That's also the telecom. Nate Pearson, he's in there, he's doing his best. Might be a little bit nervous. That leg going. Steven Matz, maybe not nervous, just hates it. Just absolutely despises the fact that he's been asked to do it. <laughs> the leg shake is a big giveaway, and the dead, like, he just, oh, hates it. And it's great, and I love it. Shout out to Steven Matz. Yeah, and it's a good line. It's, it, I mean, that ad, we've, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, uh, Alejandro Kirk sells his line, too. His teeny little Spanish line is great. Rowdy, Rowdy sells it quite well too. I felt a little bad too. Rowdy, he, Rowdy's got like two shots. He's in. He's he's got a big role in that spot. <laughs> and now here he is, not in the big leagues right now. A couple of I'm, them aren't. Nate Pearson's not in the big leagues. Well, that's different. Nate Pearson. <laughs> Nate Pearson is his own special unicorn with uh, so many things working for and against him. More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we should talk about the Roberto Alomar thing now. There's no good way to like transition into that conversation. Um, if you haven't heard yet, Roberto Alomar has been placed on Major League Baseball's restricted list uh, which means he has been, was relieved of his role with the league. The Blue Jays have severed ties from him. In addition to, um, remo- they said they they have uh, promised to remove him from the level of excellence, mm-hmm. which is a huge, huge uh, statement 
without being a huge statement. Like, well, I can't think of a bigger thing that they could do than than that. And it's been a it's a bit of a content. It shouldn't be as contentious an issue as it is. He's been accused, evidently, quite credibly, of sexual impropriety. Um, I'm not sure the the, the the extent of it, but in a workplace professional setting, so uh, the incident I believe was dated back to 2014, uh, and Alomar issued like a really shitty se- uh, statement that being like, oh, well, cancel culture and everybody's different now. Um, the Blue Jays did, I think, the right thing for a number of reasons. So, well, I think they did the right thing. What do you think? I, so I know, Caitlin, you and I talked about this a little bit off the air. Uh, your connection to Robbie Alomar is different. You are much younger. You do not have fond memories of 1992 because I assume you to have been not even alive. Or if you were alive, alive, you were very barely alive. Yes, I was a baby, I guess. I was two. A very young human being who was not quite cognizant of Roberto Alomar's spectacular defense at second base or his clutch home run off of Dennis Eckersley. So your feelings on this are a little bit different, I think. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Why don't you tell us what you think? I would just agree what you said in that it was the right and only thing for the Blue Jays to do, and I'm glad that they took such swift action. I'm glad that they um, basically immediately, probably in conjunction with MLB, made this decision. Um, I think that taking him off the level of excellence and bringing down his um, Hall of Fame banner, you're right, it's, it is a huge... Um, gesture, even though maybe it, it feels like you're just taking decor off of a stadium, but it's a huge statement. And um, I will just add that MLB generally does not have a reputation of making snap judgments with stuff like this. Look at the Mickey Calloway situation where I believe that is still being investigated after, mm-hmm. what, m- months at this point? So we can see that MLB does not make these snap judgments when with allegations like this. And so the fact that the allegations were investigated by an external third party um, firm and the commissioner, Rob Manfred, and also the Blue Jays reviewed the evidence and the material and came to this conclusion and swiftly took action, that should say enough about the severity of the accusations. I agree because they have nothing to gain by doing it other than doing the right thing, right? There's no great PR that comes with having someone who is, has been credibly accused of these, of these things to the point that the team left no doubt, right? They know what they what they've what the what the investigation revealed. The league knows, and and again, this is not a this is not a league that's going bending over backwards to to respond to something that was not why it wasn't like it was there were this thing was splashed across the headlines and then the, the league's right, ref, exactly. knee jerk reflectively reflectively were like oh shit get him off the level of excellence do whatever to the woke mob is after us whatever it might right. be like. This was in, this was conducted quietly. The mm-hmm. person who made these allegations made them because it's the right thing to do. Because it's incredibly difficult to bring these kinds of allegations against someone who is a in, your, in the workplace, b you know has this incredibly high profile. Whoever this woman, I don't know who she is. Um, 
she had nothing to gain by doing this, right? It's, 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 it's an incredibly challenging thing to do. Nobody does it because they want attention. They don't, it's not spite or jealousy. They were wronged. This person was wronged in the workplace. This person was wronged on a personal level. This, 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 this person was put in un, incredibly uncomfortable and, and inappropriate positions. So they took action and they should be applauded for the bravery that is required, which is so stupid because all the, it's so stupid to say that they should be applauded for bravery for saying, hey, this shitty stuff happened to me, which shouldn't take bravery to do, but it does. And, 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 and again, the league didn't have, if, if they could have kept it quiet or, or, or avoided a, a, a potential ugly situation where they're like, oh yeah, this guy that's in the fucking Hall of Fame, we're going to have to, you know, he's fired and can't be associated with the game anymore on the restricted list, list in as many ways, you know, they did it. And the same with the team. Again, the, the Blue Jays, don't. Not, nobody has a great track record with anything in this kind of realm. Um, in the game of baseball, which which its toxic culture has been discussed over and over and over, um, and it's not news, but it's not changing fast enough. But so for the team to make this swift and decisive action is, I think, really important. The other thing I think is that it can be challenging for people who grew up and have emotional investment in Rudolf Alomar, the player, Roberto Alomar, the idea, the guy that wore number 12 for the Blue Jays, those things still happened, right? I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging to be able to separate, the, as they say, like the art from the artist. You can remember the things, that, the way that you felt in that moment. You can remember those home runs, but that doesn't mean that you need to go out of your way to, it shouldn't be challenging to accept that this person who hit those home runs, this person who made those plays at second base is a flawed and, 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 and potentially, uh, 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 I don't know, criminal. Like they did stuff that is, that they broke the law. They broke, they broke the trust of the, of people around them. They exploited their, their situation. Those two things can, I, hopefully they can coexist in our heads and hopefully we can say, if if you can't look at that, those moments in Blue Jays history the same way, that's understandable. If you can have that separation and recognize that, like that, he doesn't because he did that. It doesn't mean that he gets a free pass through life. It doesn't mean that he gets to get away with 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 doing the things of which he has been credibly accused. Um, you know, even though I like him as a baseball player, so that can be challenging. But I hope that 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 if you are a fan of the Blue Jays and a fan of the Blue Jays of that ninety of those of that era. You're able to accept and understand that this is the right thing to do given the situation that one person is responsible for, and that's Roberto Alomar. Yeah, I think you said it well. And I think if you're a fan of the Blue Jays, then you should be a fan of them making this decision because it was the right decision. And um, it was the only decision to make. The only decision to make for us is to end the show on that incredibly down note. (laughs) But... 2021 Blue Jays play on. The 2021 Blue Jays can only go up from here. Winners of three games in a row. Over 500. And they have so many guys hurt that they can only get healthier. And there's still Nate Pearson and Alec Manoa and a real third baseman all to look forward to here in 2021. I, I for one, couldn't be more excited. Caitlin? Anything else you can people can keep their eye on coming from you on the athletic this week? Uh, I do have a bit of a plan this week. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> I like you said, I will have my regular 
Monday, sometimes Tuesday, <laughs> depending on when the Jays start their week, um, column out on Monday this time. And then I will probably be looking to do a sort of minor league preview, um, some storylines to watch for the minor league season. Maybe we even touched on some in this podcast. And I have another fun story coming out this week that I'm really excited to write and for everyone to see. And I'm not even going to tell you a little bit about what it's about because I want it to be a huge tease, but I promise you it's fun. That's exciting. I'm excited. That's That was an effective teaser. <laughs> you were so excited you turned off your mic. I turned off my mic. There was noise in my house. So I, I didn't want that to, to slow your self-promoting momentum <laughs> that I put you on the spot to self-promote. That's awesome. I look forward to that. We'll be back in the middle of the week with another edition of Spinrite. But until that time, her name is Caitlin McGrath. My name is Drew Fair Service. We will talk to you soon on Spinrite.